0: Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, X Brown Goggles, Bills Pipes, W Wheels, Just One Helmets, and Moto Stuff. I am your host, Brad Gebhart. With us on the line is a repeat offender and uh, fresh off—well, well, not so fresh off, but uh, recently returned from from England in a stay at the uh, Fairiel Castle. Todd Hoop, how's it going, Todd?
1: Uh, it's really good. Having a great time. Uh, getting through the week, and you know, going into the weekend. Um, maybe gonna try to, to go down to Redbud for the the last uh, open practice of the year. Catch uh, maybe some sunshine and a little bit of riding uh, before it gets cold and, and nasty, and we gotta hibernate.
0: Absolutely, I uh, totally hear that. Uh, yesterday was uh, a balmy, uh, I believe it was it was 16 degrees when I ran, so uh, Fahrenheit that's around uh, I guess maybe 70-ish, not even, probably closer to like 65 uh, for, for Fahrenheit, but a beautiful day, uh, clear skies, today is now raining and snow in the forecast, uh, the, the days are few, um, but uh, I took the day off uh, on Friday because I had to uh, conduct two interviews, one with Dave, Fina that wrapped up about 10 minutes ago and I couldn't let another day go by without uh grabbing some time with you to uh chat out, chat about a, a few uh special events that you've been able to take in in the last little while and uh go go down some memory lane again.
1: Yeah, I know uh this, this last part of the year has just been, you know, it's been uh unbelievable. It's been a lot of fun and obviously I was uh I had the privilege of of being invited overseas and And uh, that turned out to be uh, definitely a memorable experience for me. It it was very, uh, it was a a ton of fun. People are extraordinary. And uh, the event was, you know, basically a lifetime, uh, you know, kind of a lifetime goal, but yet also something that will, you know, resonate in in my career and in my memory forever. So...
0: So yeah, like like just this, this year uh we made our return to Loretta, Loretta, Loretta Lynn's. Uh that was a successful uh, ride for you, not as much success as you were hoping for, but still I feel like you, you put in some great rides and then uh so then came the the Legends uh, Legends race which was at uh, the final round at Ironman Excellent uh showing in fact I believe uh, you you held the lead for at least a few corners there as well as uh from what I from what I saw did you over jump or under jump uh, that big triple in the one section there
1: yeah i overjumped. over jumped I think they call it thing Godzilla or something like that and actually was, oh yeah it was uh it was the first actual time I'd tried to do it because in practice it was muddy and yeah. then also it was you know there was a lot of people in practice and I couldn't do it in so I figured if Carmichael, if he was carrying enough speed and he was going to make it, I figured I would make it. Well, I shut off just a touch, just a little early, and I actually came up about, eh, about a foot, foot and a half short, and just cut my rear wheel on the backside, and it, you know, and it, it jammed my back up pretty, pretty good, and, it, you know, it, it wasn't too bad, but I had already been, you know, ailing from, a, you know, and my back was was hurting a little bit, and... But, um, I rode, I rode decent. I uh, like right after that, we came down and then they have the big up, the, uh, the next big uphill triple there. And, uh, I wasn't doing that. I just, we had changed gearing by accident and it screwed up just the way the bike was pulling out of the corners. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, just for some stupid reason, we never changed back, but, I just didn't feel like I had enough pole going up that hill to do the triple. And I just, you know, I was watching those guys, and they were, you know, even in the national, you're watching, they were making about like a foot. And I'm thinking, man, if I come up a foot short, that's not going to be good. So right after that was a corner, and then you dropped off. Well, me and Kevin Windham, like on the first lap, we came together in the air, and I landed in a hole and about went over the Hannah Bars.
0: I saw that coming down (laughs) the hill.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right after that, right after that, I was basically like, all right, (laughs) <laughs> let's just let's just chill out slow down a little bit I don't want to wad myself up you know basically out here in, in this race and so you know slowed down a little bit and tried to just pace myself and I, you know I rode okay I did I did all the obstacles and rode at a decent pace and ended up getting fifth and about uh, three laps in uh, Stanton was behind me and my dad put up uh, the uh, pit board uh, and it said if you let Stanton by you're walking home so I picked up the pace enough to keep him behind me, and uh, but uh, you know, I I was the first Michigan guy. Gruy was and John Gruy was behind him, so I I was you know I was happy with that, and wasn't uh, wasn't as good as I wanted to do, but it, you know it came out okay. So
0: hey, not too bad. You stayed in front of uh, uh, John Gruy as well as. Uh, uh, six-time Jeff Stanton. Uh, not a bad showing, especially uh, for a guy uh, who has his uh, back tweaked uh, mid-moto and uh, did, did some gearing changes. Pretty cool.
1: Hey, this is Jared Stinehy, and we're going to commercial. We'll be right back.
0: If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You, two can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson Wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eyePort design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super-trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. Amigos a racing man. But more than five, what Big Jeff likes is a fat bowl. Amigos Brand. the J32, and all of the colorways that will absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today and go check them out. You won't be disappointed. So what that means is can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter-X, Volcano, and Phantom goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out EKSBrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com that's D-U-B YAUSA.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to wus today. W-U-S-A, all things wheels. What's up guys, it's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist, suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal, whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204 633
2: 2722. Bill's Pipes, the home of legendary performance. Since 1974, Bill's Pipes has been providing motocross and off road riders the performance they need. Two-stroke or four-stroke, Bill's Pipes has the exhaust system for you. In recent years, we've seen a resurgence of the Bill's Pipes brand, and that's great news. And that's great news for motocross racers everywhere. For four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to dominate the fight on any brand. For you two-stroke guys mx2 bill's pipes exhaust system is the right one for the job and comes in works nickel and the all new cone look finish that will turn heads all day long head to billspipes.com right now and get the same pipe used by billy linovich vicky golden the jmr suzuki team jesse pierce Nico izzy and david Cole. bill's pipes is craftsmanship at its finest So go with Bill's pipes and never settle.
0: Uh, shortly before uh, like locking in that event, you found out that you're going to be here, heading over to uh, the Farley Castle over in uh, the UK to participate in the Vet Donations. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got the invite and I uh, imagine how excited you were when you got that and uh, how that event hall works because all the bikes are over there. You guys travel and, um, yeah, it, it's a pretty cool event.
1: Yeah, I, I had... Uh... I had seen online and heard from some other riders about the event and how much fun it was and how cool it was. And it has grown astronomically through the years. And I had basically, Jeff Stanton had told me about it. And um, one of my sponsors, um, Evo MX, who does my graphics for me, uh, Frank Thornton, who is the owner of the company, um, we had been talking it was just, Previous to the, um, to Crawfordsville, um, we were talking about, you know, the, the getting ready for Crawfordsville and stuff like that. And then, you know, we were talking about the VET motocross designations. And he was like, well, do you have any interest of ever coming over to do that racing? And I'm like, well, yeah. I said, I would love to do that. I said, you know, just, you know, you'd have to, I'd have to get the invite and have someone actually want me to come over there. And I'm not joking. It was probably, I got off the phone with Frank and within 45 minutes, I got a call from Dave King, the promoter. And, uh, he, uh, he invited me over right after that. And basically he, he asked me if I was interested in doing it. I said, I'd love to do it. And I was, you know, I just, you know, wanted, I'd love to come over. I just, you know, scheduling wise, hopefully it worked out. And, and, uh, basically, he uh, was going to check a couple of things out and then um, he, you know, called me back got in contact with me again and basically said, I need to have a commitment, hundred percent commitment. If you can do that and then, you know, obviously, you know, we'll bring you over. And so I checked uh, with my scheduling with uh, Dave and stuff like that. And then uh I committed to it and went over and I, I, you know, they, they just treated us so well. And, you know, for me basically going over there, it's, it's, you're stepping back in time and, and becoming a, a full factory rider for the weekend, the way you're yeah. treated, what, how you're represented. The crowd um, is just, you know, it's overwhelming the crowd participation. I would say, and this is no lie, and I don't know how many riders, but then also crowd. Um, everything's thrown into the mix. I'd say there was probably between 15 and 18,000 people there. And it's, it's a, it's probably,
2: uh,
1: you know, Dave King told me it was the second biggest event in the UK all year long. And it's, I mean, there was just fields of transporters. I mean, it basically reminds me of Loretta Lens, but hilly. And it's like in a big, huge valley. And it's, uh, yeah it's, i mean the track is all natural i think there was i think there was out of the whole track there was um two actual man made dirt jump hills that were together so and it was a it was you know supposedly supposed to be a double but it uh the gap was and i've heard they' they've done it in the past, but the track was so choppy and rough. Yeah, that you couldn't. Rough. You couldn't actually get a drive up the hill enough to get enough speed to make it. And um, I honestly, you know, kind of getting into a whole another aspect of our conversation. But mm-hmm. in my entire career of, ri- of riding, I've never ridden a track as choppy, rough as that track in my life. Mm-hmm. It was the roughest, choppy track because they haven't. They don't have any way to actually work on it they don't have it they don't use equipment they they actually for the second day they went out with an excavator a big huge <laughs> excavator and they took the claw and they would just kind of dig the dirt back and then just kind of spread it out a little bit dig it back spread it out a little bit and that's all they did in some of the sections other than that they left it alone so
0: yeah it seemed like a wide open uh like Pretty like it's a sweeping track with yeah. no like from what I could tell, there's no jumps on the damn thing. Yeah. And yeah, like like kind of it was uh, hard soil, uh, not really like you couldn't really dig deep into it. No. But uh, yeah, super different, nine, especially on uh, you were on a couple of different bikes.
1: 900, 900 and some riders, and you're talking wow. two days, nine hundred riders, no track no crap, crap, and just totally, I mean it was rough. I mean, my hands, I had like a, a quarter size blister on my clutch hand just from the vibration of the bike. And, you know, see, let's, let's throw all the, the, the stuff out the window. And let's now let's throw you on a 1980 CR 480 on that track. I
2: saw
1: that. <laughs> and, or an 89 RM 250. And, the I'm going to be real honest, which is crazy to think about, but Denton Engineering, which is the sponsor that built the the, the CR480 for me, that bike handled better and ran better than the 89RM250. And it, I went two seconds a lap faster on that bike than I did on that RM250.
0: Really? 'Cause the, the the RM looked like it was pretty on point. the kinda of shades of, of what yep. you would have ridden uh yeah. at, at times during the eighty nine season.
1: Yeah, it was. It was it was. Um the only issues that were different with the RM two fifty was one, the tires that I had on that bike were more of a soft terrain, loamy track tire. And that, the that of what track you're on. was yeah, the track was very slippery, hard packed, choppy. Um, so that, that through, you know, through an equation. So it was was tough to ride in certain situations, but then the suspension was, you know, it was a little off. It was more stock and I think it was probably set up for someone a little bit heavier than me. And we tried to incorporate that, you know, and try to get as much out of it as we could. But the CR480 with a twin shock and having more hard pack tires on it. And then it had, I think they had 1983 or 84 forks on it. That thing, that cornered, that thing cornered on rails. And what was funny is they had set that thing up because they didn't know how big I was or what my weight was. But they had set it up for like, the previous guy that rode it was like 225 pounds. So I'm 150 pounds. (laughs) And. They, that thing was super stiff in the rear and they said if they would have brought the softer springs, the thing would have handled even better. And I couldn't, uh, I mean, when I first got on it, I thought it was going to be a joke. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in practice line and revving the thing and it, you know, it vibrated. Don't get me wrong. It's a CR480 from 1980. But when I took off out on the track and started riding it, I could not believe how smooth the power was and how like immediately how comfortable I was on the bike and how well it turned and just did everything on the track.
0: Wow. That's pretty cool. And like you said, two seconds a lot faster on a bike that uh ten basically uh yeah, ten years older and um putting the power to the ground. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. I mean I truly was
0: how did the the pro the the racing go like how did you get scored motos like you guys were uh i believe numbers uh nine ten and eleven so uh were you able to uh better your positioning
1: yeah i mean we we uh the where the way it practice went which which was even worse is you got there and you got five laps of practice in each class w-, w- at once in each class. So I got 10 laps of practice before the race, before the event started. So I had never been to this place before. So every time I went out there, I would go, I would go a little bit faster. Like my times would drop, like every time I went out there. So, but like I read, like when I got there and I had five laps of practice in the, uh, the Evo class with the RM, I qualified 15th. And then the, in the twin, uh, the twin shot class, i I qualified fifth um you know I was two seconds a lot faster so um then um in the first in the first race um the uh the in the in the Suzuki on the suzuki um there was a three moto format and everyone had to run all three motos. It wasn't like you know you split you split it up like in the regular motocross of the nations, everyone runs all three motos. so actually I'm sorry uh. I'm wrong. It was four motos. We ran eight motos. So Good.
0: goodness. Yeah. That's
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's... we ran we ran four motos in each class. So we we ran eight motos that weekend. So um the first the first moto on the Suzuki, I crashed um I'm trying to remember. I crashed twice and I still I think I ended up I'm trying to remember I can't remember what I was, 10th or 11th? I think I got 10th. I think I got 10th in the first moto. Then the second moto, um, in the Suzuki, I was running third. And um, it was just after Dowd passed me, um, I crashed. I went down in the section, and I actually, I hit the ground so hard that I blew the lens out of my goggles. And I hit the ground with my face and I got a black, I got a black, like a huge, I took it right to the side of the face and it knocked me pretty silly. And They probably said I had a concussion, but I didn't go to the medic, but my eye, like my eye turned all like black and red. And then I it filled up with blood on my, on my left eye. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, it, I was pretty, I was pretty angry after that. And, uh, mm-hmm. My first moto, because I had a moto in between of those motos with a, with a 480, I ended up getting second in that moto um, to Graham Irwin, who's like one of the, he's like the current, like, like uh, UK 250, like one of the like, top guys in the, like, it was kind of unfair. And I was giving Dave King the promoter a hard time because my class that I rode for that was, it's 50, it's age 50 and under Twin Shock. And then there's like Dowd and those guys in Dubak, they rode a, age fifty and over twin shock. So I was just you know, I'm forty seven so I was just under, but Graham Irwin, who was like one of the current I mean he's like a full factory rider for in England for and he was Suzuki, well he just now he just signed a, a deal with Honda for this next year. But he's right. twenty he's twenty three or twenty four. And he, he beat me in the first moto on a six on a six hundred Honda um and then um he he beat me in the first model and then the, the second model and that's after I had crashed and hurt my eye. Um I passed him I think we passed each other four or five times and the, going into the last corner I'd passed him back going to the finish and he passed me we basically he passed me right on the outside and we bumped coming up through the straightaway and we went in the next corner and he beat me by Oh, about a bike link? Uh, I don't even know if it was a bike link uh, over the checkered flag. And uh, that was an awesome race. And it was, you know, so it, it was pretty neat because we were on the podium talking about, you know, how old I, and he was like, you know, saying to himself when he was on the track, he's like, how in the hell am I going to go back to my pits and tell my crew I just got beat by a guy that's twice my age? And, uh, so and it was, you're thinking it was, to yourself,
0: why am I racing a guy that's
1: Half my age. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like thinking to myself, why am I racing like current one of the current best UK guys out here? And I'm, like but you know, we it was a great race. We had a good time and it was great for the crowd and it was really great for Denton manufacturing who builds the race bikes that I was riding and you know, they were they were very, very happy with with my performance. So
0: That's pretty cool and, and uh it's gotta be cool to kinda to reconnect with the the teammates that you headed over with. Uh um you had John Dowd and uh, who else was with you?
1: That was Dubach and uh, Duboc, Doug Duboc. Right. And, yeah, yeah, and actually, and and uh, Trampas Parker was there too. So
0: awesome! So that's kind of like a, a, a guys you probably don't see enough of uh, throughout the year, and you can kind of uh, rehash old stories and, and stuff like that, and uh, and in kind of like a uh, an iconic place to 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 do so and like uh, this this unbelievable backdrop, and I even believe uh Lee mccullum uh made it over from uh from the states to take in an event that's uh vintage racing is uh totally right up his alley,
1: yeah lee was there, yeah, he hung out the whole time um yeah you know, he's obviously he's been in the industry for a long time and and uh' seen a lot of guys come and go and had some of the premier riders that he's wrenched for and uh yeah, he he definitely knows a lot about what's going on. And uh, I sat down and talked with him a few times while we were there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just, I can't say enough about the, the way that the people handle themselves over there, the way they promoted the event, the way they, the, the spectators, how they are just, in, they're enthralled by the racing and the heritage and just, the camaraderie of the riders and just how everyone just is involved in, and, and embraces not only the, the riders being there, but the, the, the heritage of the motorcycles and all they take the Evo bikes extremely seriously. I mean, there's guys there that had, I mean, like, the guy that John Dowd, he was riding a Mako in the twin shot class, and that guy had, I John told me that guy had 16 works Makos there at the track. Because John broke his Mako in one moto, and the guy's like, oh, don't worry, I got 16 more, we'll just pull another one out. Like, they were all identical.
0: That's wild. Uh, that, that,
1: and that. it's just, yeah, and the, you know, we're talking about guys that are spending. Fifteen twenty thousand dollars on a motorcycle. Each, I mean, each bike is just as good as it could possibly be. I mean, my CR 480. Every piece and part on that thing was titanium and magnesium, and you know the suspension. You know, it had the Fox shocks on it, and just I mean, every piece on it was you know hand they're like they're handcrafted and just incredible. Works triple clamps. You name it. They're they're unbelievable.
0: That's cool, man. Uh, like, if uh, the opportunity was to come back, uh, would you uh, to book a flight again?
1: I've actually i've I've been invited back for next year already. Yep, I, I oh. have. Uh, yep, I uh, right. In fact, after the race, um, and you know, basically, they had basically stated when when I arrived there, they, they didn't they didn't know what they were getting, and I really didn't know what I was getting myself into because you know you you hear a lot about it and. But, um, they didn't know at what level I was as a rider anymore. So, you know, I, I think with my performance, you know, riding against Graham and, you know, competing at that level and being, you know, with his, you know, close to his speed and, and passing back and forth and giving him come, and I got faster as the weekend progressed. So, <clears throat> excuse me. But, um, yeah, I, I after that and, we had you know i brought my dad over there and and uh we had so much fun and we enjoyed ourselves so much and i think our attitude and the people embracing us so much and just having so much fun it uh it came across you know we we really had a great time and and they enjoyed having us there and and we enjoyed the people a ton and and uh right after the event i you know the uh, Dave King, the promoter, asked me if I'd be interested in be, uh, coming back, and uh, the Dentons had asked if I would be interested, and I said right away. I said I was like absolutely. I said uh, you know if, if you were uh, asking, I, I'd, I'd be more than willing to come back, and uh, I will be more prepared next year because now I know what I'm I'm coming over for and what I'm coming to, and I know what to practice for, and I and I have a lot of time on the track now, so I'm only going to get faster. So. <laughs> so.
0: That's awesome man. I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself. I'm glad that you got the opportunity to do that and uh kind of uh a trip down memory lane, a uh a, a time to where you could kind of go back and uh be a factory rider for a day and and get uh doted, doted upon uh like you were back back in the day. It's got to be a good feeling for you. And um yeah, I'm happy you were able to experience that. Uh, what's uh what's the what's the the short term future look like for uh for Todd De Hoop? Like I know you mentioned that uh heading down to uh, red butt for uh, for a little bit of moto this weekend for uh, their last open practice.
1: Yeah, I, I you know at this point um, you know I I had a couple weeks ago we did the grass race and I rode uh, Michael Rocco's uh, old uh, Works KX500. That was a lot of fun. Borrowed that from a friend and and uh, that had a lot. You know that's I tell you what those things are a beast. It's those are a handful and I, I rode them in the nationals, but you know you just you forget you it's like you get into riding your certain zone and you're you're riding a certain motorcycle and you forget how powerful a motorcycle like that really was but uh obviously yeah just uh hopefully get down there put some time in uh get the last ride out and hopefully get some anxiety out and just uh hopefully can can uh you know uh shelf that for the winter and uh you know it's it, that's the shame is like you know we it's starting to get cold and you got to just basically wrench on your bikes and do your hobbies for the next couple months and and then come out swinging in the spring and you know at this point um obviously you know I you know Babbitt uh, Eddie Babbitt uh you know did great things from this year and you know hats off to him for helping me out and uh, obviously my friend Mike from uh epic house media um without him you know we wouldn't even started this adventure for this year and uh i couldn't have uh I couldn't have done all the great things and had the experiences i've had um you know and it's the same thing with you know scott goggles giving me the vision and the, you know, the clarity on the track and, and and bell helmets keeping me safe with that that new you know unbelievable flex moto nine you know it's, it's so light and so comfortable on the head and i think that you know you know dunlop tires if i would you know it's funny you know i was over there actually brock glover was over there too pr- uh promoting his foundation um and uh you were talking about you know i wish i would have had you know the, the great dunlop tires that, and been more prepared and could have you know hooked up and had him send some tires over so i could have had the, the best traction possible on that track over there but uh you know, you go over there blind and, uh, but we are well prepared to to do it next year and have the right connections. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, people like Yoshimura getting me the whole shots and, and, uh, all these great people like Evo MX and, and UFO, you know, making my bike look fantastic. And we had, uh, some great people making my suspension work, uh, really well with Enzo. And it's, uh, it was, you know, it was a really good year. Renthal kept me steering straight. And I think, uh, you know, without, uh, without all those key people, you know, helping me out and giving me the, uh, the the product I need and me getting them the exposure, you know, it helps them get what they need. But, uh, I had, I had a great time and I, and I'm very thankful to to have the opportunity to, to do it. And hopefully next year I can, uh, you know, get out there and do the same thing and, uh, get a little more accomplished and, and, uh, get into the swing of things early and hopefully I can, uh, best my, uh, my buddy and my local John Gruy, uh on uh, a more repetitious uh amount next year because uh, it gets old getting roosted on and uh, finishing second here and there. you know I get my blows in once in a while, but I definitely like to win more so its uh it's amazing to to just be forty seven and still be fairly competitive so well
0: that's excellent uh it It's great to see that uh, you've got a little bit of a competitive fire and it's also nice to hear somebody who can uh, list off their sponsors so eloquently all the while uh, mentioning how they help you out and uh, how much you appreciate it. Something that uh, uh, the Supercross uh, races and motocross races uh, that we watch on Saturday nights uh, could definitely benefit from.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we touched base on it before. And uh, yeah. it'd be nice to have someone teach a lot of these riders, you know, to be a little bit more eloquent in their speaking and uh, be able to uh, – you know, take the time and not be so rushed through and give those you know people that they need to their, their proper due. But, uh, you know, it's a business and I know it's rushed, but, uh, you got to stop and they are the stars and, you know, take, take a couple seconds to do what they need to do. But, uh, yeah, once again, I appreciate the, the time and, uh, all the hookups that you've given me and, uh, appreciate you, uh, coming to bat for me with bills, uh, bill pipes. I, I know that you kind of discussed with them. I know they're a great company and, uh, I had a lot of success with them uh, earlier in my career, and uh, they—they're uh, a great company, and I hope uh, that they're successful in the future because I know they make a great product. So.
0: That they do and uh, we do appreciate uh, Brandon Dunn over at Bill's pipes currently in the process of working on a uh, on a cone pipe for uh, for your championship bike uh, bringing it back to its original luster with the proper pipe that you uh, won your championship with. Uh, really looking forward to being able to connect you with that and uh, hopefully by the next time we talk that will be uh, bolted on the uh, the yellow uh, yellow machine.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I hope to. I'm going to go through, I got my, my 95 Honda 250. I'm going to finish that up this winter and I'm going to, I'm going to go through both of them and tweak them out. And I, uh, I'm actually going to try and get both of them out and ride them once or twice next year, just to put a little time on them and, uh, and, uh, get out there and, you know, people like to see it once in a while. And I think it'd be fun to just bring it down to Redbud and do some laps and, uh, ha- have a good time. So.
0: Absolutely, and, and it, maybe if you're invited back to do the uh, the Legends race again, uh, do it do it on uh, one of the older bikes.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, that would be a lot of fun. I think the 250 uh, would be a little bit more competitive, especially, for, yes. you know, riding against Ricky, but... <laughs> yeah. I, you know, my goal is, if, if I do get invited back, and I think if they can, you know, can make this a yearly thing, I think my goal next year is to be, you know, obviously to be a little bit more competitive. And now that, you know, going there blinding and not knowing the track, and I've never ridden it before, um, I have experience on it now, and I know where it goes, and, you know, it's uh, it should make it a little bit more interesting next year. i put, you know, put the hammer down a little bit more. So,
0: Well, you bet, man. Uh, you enjoy the rest of your day, your weekend. I hope everything goes well at Red Butt And uh, as always, thanks for coming on the show. We always appreciate you uh, going down memory lane and uh, giving us some uh, some great info.
1: All right. Thank you very much, and uh, you also have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk soon.
0: Cool. Awesome. Take care. All right. You too. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.